0: Good evening everyone and welcome to the Behind White Coats podcast. I'm back again Pratma, your host and today we have with us very fortunately our lecturer Dr. Vibhushan as well as my friends. Today we are discussing a topic which is very sensitive as well as newly emerging one and the topic is men in delivery rooms. I don't know what thought ignites in your head when you hear this topic. However, we will dissect this topic down with the insights from our guests. And at the end of the episode, we would also like to hear your opinions in the comment section. So stay with us. I would like to ask Dr. Vibushan to introduce himself.
1: Okay, my pleasure to be with the uh, most enthusiastic member of our sixth batch. I am major Dr. Bibushan Yopani, a military doctor, Recent, uh, and I have uh, graduated in gynecology and obstetrics, and I'm recently working as a lecturer in Nepalese Army Institute of Health Sciences. I have carried out other duties like coordinating the academics of third-year students, and I'm also involved in final year examinations. Very happy to help my students out. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, sir, for your presence. Now I'd like to ask my friends to
2: introduce themselves. Hi, I'm starting from me. I'm Monita, a fourth-year medical student. I hope some of you who are listening to us know me, maybe in a different role. But um, I'm here as a guest today and totally enjoying this.
3: Hello, everybody. I am Sagun Karki, also a fourth-year medical student at Nepalese Army Institute of Health Science. I'm really looking forward to this session today.
4: Hello, everyone. I'm Kavita Adhikari, also from fourth-year medical student, the NAIHS. I'm very excited for this recording. Hello, everyone. I'm Sabina Khardka. And I'm also from the fourth year from NIH. I'm very excited for this podcast. And also, I want to thank you all for the opportunity. Hello, everyone. I'm Manisa Achare. I'm grateful uh, to be the part of this session. And I'm really looking forward for this session.
0: Thank you so much. And I consider it my privilege that we're discussing this topic with our teacher as well as my friends from my class. And I personally resonate about this topic very well. And I think that this should be an issue that should be more talked about. So although this issue is not a thing to be discussed in countries outside Nepal, particularly the Western countries, but this is an emerging topic. Sir, how much of an importance do you think think this topic holds for our country like Nepal?
1: Recently, I went through a lot of articles and all the articles which I went through were from the developing countries. So obviously, uh, in the underdeveloped and developing part where we now uh, reside, this is a new topic, I have to say. And I'm saying this when I am doing my observation, staying in the capital city, in this capital city, people are not encouraged them to carry on with this uh, practice. And if we go into the rural area of Nepal, I think this topic or this type of concept doesn't hold at all. This is really a good thing to go on. We have to think about it because uh, we are lagging to the emotional aspect of this.
0: Thank you so much, sir. So we are considered as the generation of the 21st century, most likely we call ourselves millennial. So since my friends are present here, I would like to hear it from Sabina, what she thinks about this topic and what she feels internally the idle scenario should be? Uh,
4: thank you Pratna for the question. I think uh, childbearing is a huge responsibility and it is a responsibility of both husband and wife. Both of them should have equal uh, part during uh, childbearing. Even uh, throughout the period of pregnancy, both of them should play equal role uh, so that that will reflect upon child, you know, in the coming days. While we refer to the several literatures, uh, the concept of main delivery room was found especially in the developed countries. I think the major factor for that could be education and the change thinking among the people of the developed countries. However, in the countries like Nepal and other South Asian countries and African countries, still the uh, majority of the population are not uh, educated and uh, are not only uh, educated but uh, I think practical aspect of education is also not that good in these countries. So because of that even though we are in the 21st century, the mentality has not reached on the level of 21st century so i think the younger generation the generation of our time they are slowly evolving and their thinking is also changing slowly i think uh, this uh, changed uh, thinking will reflect in coming years and uh, the concept of men in delivery room will gain popularity in nepal and I think it is very, very, very important that men also men also should be uh, the equal part during not only during delivery but before delivery and after delivery period as well.
0: Thank you so much, Sabina. I very well agree that the thinkings are changing, and hopefully, as we grow into adulthood, our practice will change as well. Sir, out of the blue, since this is an emerging concept in Nepal and taken with a lot of taboo as well, has there been any experience that you have encountered that men in to assist during labor period or they being present in the labor room or even during the process of childbirth?
1: Okay. Uh, recently, uh, what I have to say is uh, we have experienced this type of practices during my MD in uh, paropakar prasuti degree. And now I have heard that it- even Patton Hospital has started. And even in teaching hospital TPH, they have the facility of a companion after the active phase. But, uh, you know, like going out of these large centers, I have uh, experience of this sort during my MD period uh, in Paragopadhyar Press degree. Now I have heard that this practice is being practiced in large hospital like Patan Hospital and in Teaching Hospital of Kathmandu. But out of those large hospital in the small setup, in the all delivery setups of Nepal, I guess, and this has not been done, it's very hard to in rural areas, you know, like where people, where the men especially, uh, what do you call, they hand, over, they hand over all the responsibility to the female members. A pregnant woman herself, you know, to uh, make them change their opinion and to bring the common ground saying that this is the responsibility of both husband and wife seems very challenging.
0: Yes, so very happy to know that uh, this practice is coming up in the hospitals around Nepal. Although in rural areas, we recently also had our HSM posting. Most of our study was limited to the Central Hospital of Kathmandu, that is Sbh. And during this one-month posting, we got the opportunity to get exposed to uh, different rural areas of Nepal, for which we were posted in London. There, while we went to the maternity, Ward, we did get to experience the attitudes that sir described. And it was very heartbreaking for me, particularly, because I had this at the back of the mind that this topic was something of a concern. And uh, since we were, were deciding to record a podcast on it as well, I tried to observe it that way. And we can only wish and hope that things will change for the better as many educated generations come forward. This is a very sensitive issue and uh, this is very opportune to also mention that my friends who are present here with the assistance and guidance of Dr. Bhubushan Sir have decided to do a research in men in delivery rooms and this is a topic which we don't traditionally think of we try to do prevalence study or case reports in my opinion how did this uh, unique topic come to your mind i would like to ask shogun to answer this question
3: well, it's quite funny as I think of it now as to how I came to this topic because I was actually watching television one day and maybe it was in back of the mind that I have to think some topic for the research for the forensic project as I was thinking uh, this occurred to me and my mother was uh, by my side and I actually asked her like what would she have wanted when I was born and my brother was born and hearing her reply was actually quite astonishing for me. And and I thought uh, why not make it a research and I talked to and I talked to my group members about this and all of us agreed and decided to go to the head of the Department of Forensic Medicine and uh, well he was quite reluctant about this topic at first because he was quite reluctant to this topic at first and he asked us to bring questionnaires and we actually did a lot of literature searches and prepared questionnaires that he was actually quite positive about this and here we are doing research in this topic together?
0: Uh, Yes, sometimes an idea pops in your head and you never know the impact that it can have. So very proud of you, everyone, my friends, and thank you, sir, for assisting them in order to bring this issue forward. Since this is a tabooed topic, there might have been a few challenges that you encountered. Monisha, during the process of research, did you experience any behaviors or any thought processes that posed a challenge to your research? Uh, yes. Uh, while conducting the research, when we are asking asking to f- uh, fill the questionnaire to the pregnant women, in spite of giving their own opinion, they were actually fulfilling the questionnaire by just listening to other women. So I think there is some kind of bias uh, while uh, giving the information. Yes, a long process definitely comes with challenges. So although this is not published and not communicated, Kavita, what are some of the findings that you? found thought to be impactful or that our listeners need to know? In our study, we had uh, prepared different questionnaire for ANC budget women and also for health professionals. Talking about the results, uh, 97.35% of ANC budget women wish their partner to be in delivery room. Only 78.26% of health professionals said this practice should be allowed it in the Sbh. Uh, these are our most important research findings. Uh, it was very okay, astonishing. Uh, I
1: just want to comment on the research finding, okay? Uh, as uh, Kavita just now said, that lots of women, they are hearing it for first time. And it shows that they are fascinated by the idea rather than implementing it practically, you know? Like, you are hearing something for the first time, and implementing in your life or in uh, your process of giving birth is something something different. In my observation, people will say, "Okay, my husband should be allowed," but the the next one will say that no other other male or no other person should be allowed near to me like that. Here, you know, like yeah, it is a thing to be respected. Uh, even in international studies, even in developed world also, people have much more. People have shown their concern regarding their uh, respect, showing some dignity during their labor and all. But the challenge is the woman will get fascinated with the idea. Will the husband will agree? And will her uh, family agrees on that? And uh, what I think is in labor and in delivery and in such large decisions if family agrees only, it goes into a practical one. As you said, the millennial new doctors, budding doctors, you guys have a lot of challenge to go.
2: Hearing what Vim are also said, yes, the women were hearing this for the first time. I mean, uh, most of the women were hearing this for the first time, but I think this also acted as an opportunity to see this conversation as well. When they heard this for the first time, they might have gone to their families or to their partners and then talked about this, right? So even the response could have come as an impulsive answer or might have been influenced by what other women said because it was done in the OPD setting in the waiting area. I believe that this actually seeded a conversation. You know, at the longer run, this might have a positive impact as well. As a practicing health professional
0: and discussing ideas, we do realize that a lot of challenge comes forth when we go out into the real world, and SIR has experienced it much better than we have. Sir, So, as we are discussing this topic, what could be the advantages of having a male partner in the labor room or why should we advocate for this and what are the existing problems that are present in the current practice which needs to be addressed so that this practice can be put forth into the newer scenario of labor and delivery. So basically what could be the advantages of having their male partner in the labor room itself?
1: Uh, to go uh, studies what uh, benefits uh, the accompanying male uh, or the husband carries on the labor delivery and future. And I'm talking about the concrete review which are studied in 51 studies in 22 countries. Uh, obviously, the countries are developed countries, I have to say. There are no studies done in uh, underdeveloped countries. And they say there are uh, four more major importance of accompanying or labor companions. They are like number one, they provide informational support about the process of childbirth and the bridge communication gap between the clinical staff uh, and the patient herself. That means like if the woman is oriented to all the happenings of labor, but she is anxious regarding when it will end and when she is in the height of pain, she wants to uh, uh, like uh, overcome the pain on short time then she should know all uh, where, uh, what is the station of head, what is the opening of uh, her cervical canal and how long it might take to deliver. For that purpose, accompanying person who will be in constant touch with the clinical staff will bridge the gap. Number two will be the companions also provide practical support including encouraging women to remain mobile during labor, providing emotional support and non-pharmacological pain relief measures such as massage and meditations. Uh, There are so many postures which will relieve pain, massages, rubbing the back. These all things can be done by the companion. Third one is the emotional support. The one who is next to her should also need to have the empathetic relationship with the pain, what she is suffering from. If that happens to her uh, husband, then her husband will realize that what are the difficulties her woman has to go through while she is going through the labour pain. Companion accepts advocates for the woman speaking up in support of her and her preferences sometimes she might be feeling like nobody is listening to her nobody is caring of her the one who is next to the laboring woman will uh, speak in for her and that will be one other ease factor for her
0: yes sir definitely the emotional impact that it can have in a woman to have her loved one present in the labor room can be <laughs> immense and the issue is only masked by the social taboo and i think it's very understated as as well. Talking about it, the concept that we advocate or we feel should be is shared parenthood, that a child not only belongs to a woman, childbirth is not only a woman's responsibility, but it is of the husband and the wife, both of them. So sir, as you have already entered into parenthood as well in your family life, what is your idea of parenthood and what do you think is an ideal parenthood? in your
1: opinion okay you also touched my emotional point see the thing is being a practitioner and being a family member is uh, something different but here also i was fortunate enough to attend my wife's caesarean section uh, which happened during my first year of residency me myself who was practicing caesarean sections was doing caesarean section on the other woman was seeing from a corner and i was not in a position to go near to my wife who was being uh, operated And I was observing from the corner, I was also suffering the same pain which my wife was going through. My baby was a preterm delivery which occurred due to some complications and the baby was very low birth weight of 1750. And uh, you believe me, both of us, we had equal sharing of all sufferings which we went through during the pregnancy and during the process of labor and for the initial Four months, you know, like that four months took the baby to grow into a normal shape. So for me, my presence inside the labor room, I think, has increased our bonding more, I guess.
0: So that's really, really good to hear. And I think what you entailed during your years of becoming a parent is something which should be practiced by many many families in nepal as well as around the world and it's very important for a woman to have that emotional support like i mentioned earlier just out of the blue as we enter into adulthood we need to also discuss this topic. Since there are a lot of challenges in the system, but we are medical health professionals, we'll be millennials as a doctor. But what do you think, would you insist your husbands to be present at the time of your childbirth? So
2: sure, uh, before answering this question, I'd really like to know from you that uh, like even when we discussed the finding of our uh, research as well, we saw that women were more willing to have their husband with them. But uh, when we ask the health, professionals. Fewer number of uh, health professionals than the uh, women were told that they would allow or allowing male into the delivery room would be a good practice. So as a health professional yourself, what are the things that we need to keep in mind before thinking about this and why are um, health professionals little more reluctant about this practice?
1: Yeah, even I agree on this point. The finding which you have got from the health professionals are genuine. That's why I'm saying that Nepalese society is not yet ready to take our this idea. Genuine intention of keeping your near ones, not only husbands, okay? Uh, here in this discussions we talked about husband to be there, but uh, the concept is being a close person being near even a close health professional the woman choose can be next to her okay the problem here which we have encountered here is most of them the pain which the woman goes are never been empathized, you know, and it was never been in anticipated. In Nepalese context, there are a lot of what you call uh, medical legal issues where the people will say that the pregnant women came just walking into a hospital and everything happened into the hospital and the thing happened because of negligence or something like that. The negligence issues are there. When people don't understand what all happens during the labor, these things cannot be practiced. You know, like, I'll give you an example. There are evidences when there were a PPH in a patient, and the uh, husband was blaming the health professional for not stopping the bleeding. They don't realize that PPH is also common complications of labor. Okay, it's just an example. A woman is bleeding and doctors are doing nothing. What can a doctor do immediately? We are not just going, uh, putting some spell stopping that bleeding, right? If attender knows all the complications what woman goes in during her pregnancy and her labor and uh, anticipate all those things to happen and be ready to help the practitioner which is working their level best, these things cannot be practiced from the health professional point of view rather than this becomes a nuisance and when you are going to manage some cases and if somebody behind you is ailing like nothing this doesn't happen and this disturbs a lot in obstetrics what i say these are the matters of seconds you know if you work in seconds you can make it out if you miss that second you will miss out for these things to happen from the health professional point of view there is a big challenge that the person who is accompanying the per lady who is having the pregnancy all they should aware that what all risks they bear what all things can happen and what all the measures to like overcome all these things this is the thing which will make when you ask a health professional about this question you surely you will get that answer saying that oh no it is not yet people are not yet ready for this practice we never say that this is a bad practice okay don't take it in that way we never say this is a bad practice because we have seen a lot of good good impact and future impact of this Thing in people's life. But only the thing is if it is taken in a good way, then it will be practiced. If it is taken up prematurely, then this might like this might overshoot or this might backfire as well.
4: Sir, I agree with your opinion because if meals are allowed in the delivery room without properly educating them about the potential complications that might occur in the delivery room, there might be several problems that the health professional might have to encounter, which will be difficult to manage. So I think as the future health professional, I would also definitely want to see this practice in, uh, in the hospital I'll be working but uh, what I want to uh, emphasize is that before, uh, before practicing this uh, practice in the hospital the hospital administration the health professional working in the uh, gynecologist department and the other department they should uh, work together to form a committee or to form a policy that will first educate the uh, male and other near and dear ones of the pregnant woman about the potential complications that might occur in the delivery room also uh, educating the male about the role inside the delivery room. That will help a lot in the part of the pregnant woman, in the part of male and in the part of health professional. So I want to conclude that uh, I definitely want to see this practice in the coming days but only after properly educating husband, also the pregnant woman about the practice. As Pratna told us that we are now entering into the phase of adulthood and we will also be going through the same phase in the future. So what I want to say is that I definitely want my husband to be there during my delivery not only during my delivery but uh, during the you know from the initial aspect of pregnancy to the all phases of child reading because that would not only provide me emotional support but that will also encourage me to deliver the baby properly and to give the best possible care to the baby but uh, having said that I would want my husband to be there but I don't want to force him to be a part uh, of the delivery because I also want him to enjoy the phase because during our research phase, some of the women shared their experience that their husband had fearful experience in the delivery room that they ran away from the delivery room so that might be a distressing situation for both husband and wife so I think that I want my husband to be there for me in the delivery room but I also want it to be completely voluntary from his side as well
0: Hearing it from Sir as well as Sabina about the insights and how topic that we discuss whenever it comes and integrates itself into a system, how the different components come into play. So we also got to see the practical world and hear what we never thought we would imagine when we advocate about this, including the complications, the responses of the patient to these complications, and then chaos that it can cause in the delivery room as well. Like Sabina said, uh, having a good doctor-patient relationship, focusing more on patient counseling, having the protocol, if integrate that having an attendant and the male attendant in, a deli- in the delivery room is important and we want this to change and be incorporated into the system. A lot of work needs to be done and I think the work is on our part as well. And Sabina, whatever you said was very valid. And I would also like to share my personal experience that my personal opinion that i would definitely want my husband to be present in the labor room and i definitely would not want it to be voluntary because i think we are in that phase of adulthood that we have a shared decision so i think my husband needs to be a part of every journey that i go through so i'll be adamant on this point shogun monisha if you have any altered opinions or anything that you'd like to share please go ahead
3: in this regard, I would go contrary to your opinion, I guess Pratna, because I actually think that if I'm in that way someday, then i definitely allow my husband to be part of it and I, I would want him to be part of it but I'll not insist him because I think that it is purely a personal choice to make if he want to experience that chaotic environment in the labour room. This is my opinion for your question.
1: Shall I put some points before we get opinions of remaining participants because Um, uh, I think we are in limited time and I need to deliver this concept that uh, there is a concept of respectful maternal care which has been devised by WHO okay I think you might have gone through it there are 12 components which are emerging and it is the components of respectful maternal care now people have started that these 12 components should be there for a mother to say that her maternity was uh, well cared okay that she should i'll take i'll enumerate all those 11 components are there and i think you will agree on this uh, that being free from harm and mistreatment number one maintaining privacy and confidentiality number two preserving woman's dignity number three prospective provision of information and seeking of informed consent number four, ensuring continuous access to family and community support number five, Enhancing quality of physical environment and resources, number six, providing equitable maternity care, engaging with effective communications, respecting woman's choice that strengthen her capabilities to give birth. Nine is availability of component and motivated human resources. Number 10, provision of efficient, effective care. And number 11 is continuity of care. These are the components which a woman will need in her pregnancy and delivery, which are utmost in importance, which we have to give as a practitioner. And this all uh, accompanying of either husband or near ones, even there are concepts that not only a husband, not only members, there are people, even female members want to go inside during the active phase of labor because of all this discomfort and all. So we have to encourage, we have to at least give this 11 components to a mother, which is going to give birth. That is compulsory and it has to be developed in coming days you know there is no like choices or uh, something like that hearing the participants somebody will saying that they will not force their um, spouse and somebody says they will insist this thing has to be come with common consensus i'll say that it is not a thing to be forced it is not the thing to be you you have to make uh, you have to be adamant on this have to come from the heart the husband himself has to say no there is no questions of you not allowing me inside the labor room. I have to go. I have to go, has to come. Then only we have to, we will say that we have achieved something. Okay. Otherwise you have to come or insisting somebody to come inside of oh, health personnel, pushing the husband inside the delivery room. And all these things are happening here in Nepal as well. But these are not long lasting. If the couple understands what they are going to do, what is the spacing? What is the planning of family they are doing? what are the things the woman has to go during the pregnancy, what all nutrition she has to be supplied with, what are the additional things they have to do and what are the sufferings she might suffer that needs to be shared. This all has to be discussed between the couples. Then only this thing is going to be work that is going to work. Otherwise this is not a thing to get legalized. It has to be made compulsory or something like that. As we are all getting aware of everything, even males are getting aware of all such situations. We all both should go side by side, understand everything, and then only we can practice. Women sympathizing the pain, sympathizing, sympathizing the all sufferings and the male not getting aware about, about it won't work. So both of them has to work together. They have to plan even their pregnancy, how they are going to make uh, the plan of family how much uh, difference they are going to make uh, between the two babies and how they are going to cope up during pregnancy, during the labor, how they are going to prepare for everything. Like even nobody can say that the labor can end in normal vaginal delivery. they, are, they might go to caesarean section, how the parents are, how the couple are making themselves financially compatible for every situation. These all things has to be considered before this particular thing comes into effect. There is a campaign saying that when um, uh, you get pregnancy positive then you start saving money so that it will be useful in the later days still uh, the government is giving subsidies and all there are people who are not having enough money even to cater small small post pregnancy needs you know so these all things are there uh, which has to be dealt in partial and packed so that we can reach the things which we are advocating to happen has a long way to go in Nepal I guess so
0: we were not aware as far as I was not aware about the 12 components. And hearing this, I felt very proud that there's already forethought in paper about, the woman's needs and demands and putting a woman's pregnancy as a priority over anything else and the woman needs to feel cared for. That is empowering in itself and hope this idea gets communicated and incorporated into the practice of Nepalese healthcare system as well as to the patients as well. And as more and more patients get educated about this, we can be hopeful that the future holds the prospect and the possibility that women's pregnancy will be of utmost most importance than any other dynamics that come into play. And it was wonderful interacting with all of our friends. And sir, thank you for coming, sharing your insights. This message and this topic is a very sensitive and not talked about. Hope our listeners also got the knowledge and have made their opinions about this topic we would definitely love to hear it thank you so much everyone for coming in the end i would like to ask sir and mancha to share their experience of the podcast
1: uh, okay I'm. The, uh, this is the first experience that i'm recording for any podcast and it was uh, really a good experience for me i guess this podcast reaches to maximum people enthusiast uh, enthusiastic people and we'll get a lot of opinion regarding it, which uh, we have to talk a lot about it, you know. The the generation of new millennium have to come up with all odds, you know, I guess. And uh, these are the, the corner things which are left untouched even when you gather knowledge of the entire world. I request all the listeners who are really enthusiastic on how new Nepal and our new beginning has to be, if they have the idea like that. I think this is a new venue for the food of thoughts that we have to think about it. We have to make it happen. And uh, moreover that, the cream of this uh, discussion is how to make every person of a family, not only husband, even the in-laws, responsible, thoughtful regarding the pregnancy, regarding the young heart, which is getting uh, like, which is budding inside the uterus of a woman so that everything can be managed well. And we can say that innovative concepts, if they grow well, I think the challenges which obstetricians of Nepal, which are facing now, will be smooth enough and we'll will get time to deal with more new challenges, you know, there are so many challenges which are yet untouched. We are just getting on this all small, small things, which uh, I think uh, we would have, we should have done it much better. We need young hearts, young minds to make it happen. Thank you, uh, the moderator and all the participants. Thank you for letting me to have an excellent And I will be very much excited, enthusiastic. I can be part of future corporate as well. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. So it was a pleasure to have you. In the end, Monisha, what were your thoughts about the discussion that we had? And how was your experience in the podcast? This is the first time I'm taking part in any podcast. The experience was really good. And this uh, session was informative. And I got to know different perspectives regarding the topic. So it was really nice to be part of this uh, podcast so thank you so much everyone for coming thank you sir thank you my friends for this wonderful discussion this wonderful evening and as sir said like the discussion the food for thought i did receive many and i promise that i'll go and look up about this issue more and hope the inquisitiveness of our listeners as well. And we are the change makers and we need to believe that we have every power to change what is existing. And though it might come with a lot of resistance, but if we truly believe in it, then it is possible. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, sir, for supporting this topic. Thank you, Shagun, Monita, Sabina, Kavita, Manisha, for coming up with this topic, researching on it, and bringing this issue to light. I had a wonderful discussion with you all, and thank you for being with us. Thank you, listeners, and bye-bye. We hope to see you again in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Bye-bye. bye-bye. <laughs> thank you.